Welcome to our Through the Bible study here on Bible In-Depth Network with Alex. In our study, we look at the context of Scripture and how it applies to our daily lives. We also believe that there's no limitation to the revelation of the Word God. Let's study together today. Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day the Lord has met. We shall rejoice. And we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Word of God. And here we study the Bible. We're going to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. And we are handling the book of Matthew. Today I want us to continue with chapter 9 of the book of Matthew as we are studying. And uh, we will start from verse 18. as where we left off last time. We shall start from verse 18. Starts by saying, While he was saying these things to them, a synagogue official came and bowed down before him. First, we need to understand the type of person that is coming to bow down before Jesus. We need to understand the nature of or the, the, the rank, if I may use that, of this man that is coming to bow down before Jesus. We know that synagogues in that time were great institutions in the land of Israel and the worship centers. This is a religious leader. This is somebody who is part and parcel of the religious uh, organization of Israel at that time. And uh, some versions will say he came and knelt down before uh, Jesus. And this just shows you that everybody there is a world that is going on in Israel at this time. And they know that there is a man who is making tables turn. They know there is a man who has caused so great influence in the land of Israel. And however much that some do not want to accept his power. Remember, at one time, Jesus is preaching in the synagogue and they want to stone him to death. These are people who know that there is a power and there is a wave and there is something that is going on in Israel and that many of them don't want to be part of it. The Pharisees don't want to be part of it. The scribes, all those uh, religious leaders do not want to be part of it. But this synagogue official knows that he's in trouble and he goes and bows down before Christ. It doesn't matter what rank you hold. It doesn't matter how high you are. We've seen videos and clips of big people, those we call big in the world today, presidents, leaders, bowing down before God. And this is just to show you that anybody can bow down before God. If it is time for you to do it, you've got to do it. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have or how much money you have, you have to do that. And this man comes. And bows down before Jesus and says, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. There is a faith that this man holds. He knows it. Yeah, He knows it that there is power with Jesus. There is power when it comes to Jesus. And he has probably heard it. He may not have seen it or he may actually have seen this experience. But he knows that if I go to Jesus and I ask him to come and heal my daughter, to come and rise my daughter from the dead, he will do it and she will live. 
there is confidence that we have when we have Christ with us. There is that confidence that you have within you that all things shall be well as long as Christ is with me. Everything shall be well. And I'm here to tell you today who is listening to me this morning that God is interested in you, that God has a purpose for you and it doesn't matter how big it might be. It might be dead just like this man, this synagogue official. It might be a condition where things look dead. It might be a condition where your business is dead. It may be a question where your relationship is dead. But this is what you need to do. You just go and bow before Jesus. You just go and kneel before him and say, my business has just died. Come and lay your hand on it and it shall live. My relationship is dying or has died. But come and lay your hand on it and it will live. Just like this man tells Jesus, that my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand and she will live. The moment Jesus puts his hand on you, things will be well. All demons will flee. All disease will flee. All trouble will flee. Because when Jesus does it, it is assured. When Jesus comes and does it, it is assured because he never fails. He's got the power. And this official knows that if I go to him, Things shall be well. Now, what happens? This man is taking humility. Doesn't matter the position that he has, that he bows down. This man has got faith and he's got courage and he knows that it will happen. It will come to pass and it does exactly that. And Jesus sees that and Jesus got up and began to follow him. And so did his disciples. This is an interesting thing. When this official tells Jesus, he just gets up and starts to walk. And Jesus knows the faith that this man has got is great. So he just follows him. Says, let's go, let's go, let's go. And Jesus just starts to walk. Of course, if the master has gone, the disciples will follow automatically. They start to follow him. Where are they headed? They are headed to go to the daughter who has just died. And a woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. As they are going to meet the death that has attacked this synagogue official's daughter, on the way, something else happens. There is a woman who has been waiting for an opportunity. There's a woman who's been suffering from a hemorrhage for a period of 12 years. And now she sees the master passing by. She sees this man who's been talked about passing by. And some versions will say that she touched the hem of his garment. And this one says, and this woman came from behind. And touched the fringe of his clock. Now, first of all, you need to understand, as per the, the culture of Israel, this bleeding that this woman had would make her unclean. Yeah, And everything that she touched would become unclean. So, you will find that these are people, as per law, who are isolated 
from society. You are not supposed to be part of society because you are bleeding, because you are unclean. Yeah, of course, other things coming into question. Marriage is out of question because you are unclean. If you are bleeding, and for this woman specifically, now these are 12 years that she's going through this and she's bleeding, this implies that she will be making the man unclean. So marriage is out of question. She cannot be married. Yeah, You cannot have support from a husband. You cannot have support from children. And this woman must have been very needy because this is something that has gone on for 12 good years. Yeah, And she could have sought cures from everywhere. She could have done everything that she could desperately with this burden of getting well. I mean, you're always out of society because they tag you unclean. This is the type of woman that we're talking about right now. And she was so desperate that she just knew that I need to just go to Jesus. I just need to go and find my way to Jesus. But fearing to be rejected because having a, that hemorrhage for 12 years would also imply it has spread throughout the community. People always know those who are sick. People always know those who have trouble. People always know, and they do not want to associate with you. Now, she has all this with her and decides, I think the best approach is I should approach from behind so that I am not seen. Yeah, People are focusing on the front. I need to make my way through the back. I need to go through these disciples who are walking behind Jesus and they just touch the hem of his garment. Yeah, And this is it. It doesn't matter how unclean the society has tagged this woman. She knows that with Jesus, that can be made pure. And with Jesus, there is no effect of being unclean, that when you touch him, then he becomes unclean. No, he's got the power. He's got the might. He can do all things because he is Christ. And this woman makes her way from the back. And this is it, friends. It does not matter how much you've been tagged unclean. It does not matter how bad your past looks like. Make your way to Jesus. Because when you make your way to Jesus, he does not decide uh, on who he will bless and who he will not, specifically when it comes to some issues like these that this woman has. When it comes to healing, Jesus will heal you. Just make your way to him. Just make your way to him. He will cleanse you of all sin. He will cleanse you of all guilt. He will cleanse you of your past and what people used to say about you and the things that you used to do in the past and how you're not worthy anymore and how they've chased you probably out of your ministry or chased you out of your church because of what you did. And you're ashamed. You don't want people to see you anymore. You feel that your past is haunting you. And you can't come from the front. You want to access from the back and try to touch the hem of his garment. Let me tell you this. When you touch the hem of his garment, there's a miracle for you. When you touch the hem of his garment, there is a miracle for you. You may be ashamed to be identified. They might have talked about you for 12 years about the problems you've had. They might have to talked about all the issues you've had, how you were rich and fell and got broke for years and years, how you've been sick for years and how you made silly mistakes in your youthfulness and now you're suffering with them for years. This is it. Just go and touch the hem of his garment and this 
man, Jesus, will make you whole. Because what happens to this woman? This woman, the moment he touches the hem of his garment or the fringe of his cloak, she was saying to herself, if I only touch his garment, I'll get well. If you only access, just access Christ, you'll be well. But Jesus standing and seeing her said, daughter, take courage. Your faith has made you well. And at once, the woman was made well. When she makes a decision that I'll go and touch, you know, the moment you touch Christ, there's response. He's waiting for you to touch him. How does he know? When they're moving, I mean movement, you cannot know if you're walking that somebody has touched, specifically now talking about the hem of your garment. You cannot know in the physical sense, but this is not just a physical man. This is Jesus we are talking about. And he knew that power has left. And the moment this woman touches him, he knows that somebody has accessed the power. There is somebody who has faith. There is a woman of faith behind me who has touched my garment. And she needs help. Just turn to Jesus. Just turn to Jesus. And he will recognize you the moment you turn to him. And when you turn to him, he will heal you. When you turn to him, he will come to your rescue. When you turn to him, he will respond to your need. Just turn to Jesus and wait. Right there, you will see a miracle. Right there, you will see victory. Right there, you will see a breakthrough. It doesn't matter what people have said. You don't look to people. People will have so much to say. I don't know how many words were spoken about this woman. I have no clue how many words were spoken about her and her problem. But when Jesus comes to heal, he will heal. And somebody might be there saying, does he still heal? Does this still happen? You might actually be having the same problem like this woman had. And you've been having bleeding for years and years. I want to tell you that Jesus can heal you. And I remember some years ago, my mother told me that she suffered with bleeding for so many years. And just one day, she went and was prayed for by a man who believed in Jesus, who knew the power of Jesus. And immediately that bleeding stopped never to return. So I want to tell you today that that power is still accessible. Jesus can still heal. And it does not matter what state you are in. It does not matter how much the doctors have said and proclaimed. Jesus can still heal. You just go and touch the hem of his garment. It doesn't matter what shape your relationship is. Your marriage, probably you are planning to sign divorce papers this week. I want to tell you that you can touch the hem of his garment and that marriage is restored. You just have to have faith. You just have to believe in him. You just have to have the faith and believe in him. Don't place your faith elsewhere. You place your faith in Jesus. That's what this woman did. And immediately... Jesus says, your faith has made you well. And at once, she was made well. Now, this miracle happens while they are on their way to the synagogue's official's house. Jesus does not run short of power. That since he has done it here, now 
on the way there is disruption, where he's headed, there won't be miracles. No. Jesus has much, plenty. There's so much in plenty for everybody. So you don't feel like the, 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 the blessing is depleting. No. He keeps on. Everybody can access it. Many of us, thousands of us, can pray at the same time and get the blessing. You can pray at the same time and get the miracle. He does not run short of them. So, after this is resolved with the woman, verse 23 tells us when Jesus continues, he makes it to the official's house. You need to also be alert. Sometimes people are going on to get their blessing and yours is along the way. You need to tag along and get it. That's what this woman did. He didn't wait to ask for Jesus' permission at that point. He goes and accesses. That is how much you know as a child of God of the things that you can access. So, they make their way forward. We're heading to the official's house. And now, they reach the official's house. And guess what? They saw the flute players and the crowd in noisy disorder. They are crying. They've hired them. Remember, in Israel, at that time, there were professional mourners that used to be hired. Yeah, And you would hire people to come and uh, help you in this time of grief. Of course, given the fact that bodies would decay fast, they needed to do this sometimes quite quick. So they needed to quickly make sure the burial happens uh, before the bodies decay. So there were people who would be hired to cry. Professional mourners in Israel. Their role was to cry. And I, I know sometimes we see them even in our own culture here. You find some of those. And... Uh, these were the type that are there. Of course, if a family was poor, you might have only just one woman who is wailing and maybe two uh, flute players. But if it is a rich family, like we believe this was for this synagogue official, you could have more. Yeah, because you can attend to more. You can hire more. You can pay more uh, to come and cry for you at that function. So, Jesus comes to this official's house and there are many yeah, they are flute players. They are, there is a crowd that has been hired. They've already even received a deposit of their uh, wailing money. Hmm? And he said to them, Leave, for the girl has not died, but is asleep. Jesus is telling them, This girl's not dead. She's sleeping. And guess what they did? And they began laughing at him. I mean, these guys have cried on so many functions. They are professional mourners. They know what a dead person looks like. They have experienced, and even before I think on, on in their scope of work, before they start crying, they come to prove whether the person that you've called them for that job is actually dead or not. So they know if a person is dead. And they've already checked this girl and they know this girl is dead. So, when Jesus comes out and says, she has not died, but she's asleep, they just don't understand what he's talking about, so they start to laugh. They're like, what is this man saying? I mean, we've tested, we have our chief tester of death here, who has tested and given us signal that it's time to cry. So they're laughing at him. They're saying, what are you saying? This girl is dead, but for you say, she's just asleep. So they laugh at him. There are people who laugh 
at the work that Jesus is doing in your life. There are people who laugh at the word that Jesus has spoken upon your life, but don't care about them. Don't care about them. If Jairus, uh, if um, this official, this synagogue official goes ahead also and agrees with the mourners, then he's blocking his blessing. There are things that Jesus is going to do in your life and he's giving you his word about the situation, however much it may look different. And Jesus has said, this girl is sleeping, yet the actual might look like she's dead. You believe if he says she's sleeping. If Jesus is giving you a statement about your condition, believe that statement. Because it is from there that the miracle starts to come up. But when the crowd laughed at him, Jesus does what? He sends them out. says, get out of here. And he entered and took her by the hand. And the girl got up. First of all, the highest level of uncleanliness is if you're touching a dead body in Israel. And Jesus, like I said, with the issue of, of, of this woman with a hemorrhage, Jesus is not affected by that level of uncleanliness. Those things that people fear. For Jesus is not afraid. He's not afraid. The power of Jesus can cut across. It's not affected by cleanliness, all uncleanness. No. Jesus goes and touches this girl. Of course, he's rendered unclean by society by then. But to him, is beyond that. And the girl got up. Now, I don't know what happened to the mourners at this point. Probably they hoped for some money that day, but they didn't get it. Because when Jesus comes, he sets everything right. Those who've been laughing cannot laugh anymore. Those who've been making fun of you cannot make fun anymore. Because when Jesus comes, he makes everything perfect. And this girl just like that is risen by the faith of his father. And this news spread throughout all the land. This news about the rising of this girl spreads throughout all the land. There are things that Jesus will do for you and everyone shall know. Those who've been seeing you, those who've been looking and laughing and saying you're finished, when Jesus comes to touch you, they'll be there to witness and they'll spread the news because when Jesus comes into a place, it does not remain the same. Everything else changes. And I want to speak to you today as I conclude that Jesus is interested in you. I do not know what situation you're going through, but Jesus can raise you up. Jesus can raise it up. It might seem dead, but Jesus can raise it up. You've just got to have the faith. You've just got to believe in him and just have to give him charge over everything. He'll come and he'll rescue you. Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you for somebody who's listening today. And they felt like everything is gone and messed up. But we just need to touch the hem of your garment. We just need to have faith in you. And that's what I call for this person, Lord. That you come out for them and bless them. And you bring all the things that have been dead back to life. And as you do that, may your name be glorified. And may your name be spread through all the earth. For that which you're going to do for your children. In Jesus' mighty name.
Thank you for joining us for our study today. We believe that the Word of God is alive and new each day. Open your heart and let God speak to you. You can also access our teachings through our Podbean channel or reach us through our website, BibleInDepth.com.